Yes. Um, we are back, and we are talking about soccer. So um, I hope everybody is ready for that um, and excited for uh, what's to come in the future with this uh, this show. So, yeah, we're back uh, 3 to 4 on Tuesdays is when we're going to be uh, – Live on the radio here, um, I'm Zach. Uh, I will be your host. Uh, we're going to try, hopefully, throughout the semester, try our best to get some people on. Uh, last year I did majority, everything was just by myself, where I just talked about games and things like that. Um, but this year I kind of want to change it up a little bit, bring you guys a little a little bit different stuff, um, and have some some live people in here that I can interview kind of and just uh, talk with and hang out and uh, talk soccer with. And so, yeah, um, if you couldn't tell, the show is going to be about soccer. We're going to majority of our time will be spent talking about the uh, Premier League over in England and the um, MLS here in America. Um, A majority of my shows, we talk about five games from this past week from the Premier League, five games from the – MLS and then uh, players from each leagues that I think you guys should definitely keep your eye out on that you should um, look at and uh, they're going to be players that are going to do something crazy going to do something big for um, for the team and some up and coming people and things like that so we're going to be talking about that and then some games to look forward to and obviously as uh, I'm broadcasting from JSU we're going to be talking about some of the JSU women's soccer um, and things like that hopefully I'll be able to catch some of the games uh, this season so I can uh, actually report on what happened and what I saw from personal experience if not then we'll just have to go with what the stat sheet's telling us Um, so yeah but that's a little bit rundown of how I normally do things. Uh, I want to welcome anybody who is a returning listener, maybe um, from last semester or you listen to my podcast, or anybody that is brand new to uh, this show. Welcome in. Um, so yeah, this is it's called Soccer. Um, we're going to be uh, just talking about soccer today. Um, some big things, obviously. In in the soccer world that's happened and some things like that, um, the Premier League just kind of kicked off a uh, three. This this week was the third week of the Premier League, so that's just getting kicked off. We're about around the middle of the MLS league, and so um, yeah, we got a lot of soccer left for the rest of the year that we'll be able to talk about and uh, figure some things out and stuff like that. So yeah, um, I do want to mention that I do take all of my live broadcasts here from the station. I record them, and I take them home. I edit it a little bit, add in some music, and then I um, post it to a podcast. Um, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, um, or just the straight uh, link that's on my Instagram um, where you guys can follow me. So, yeah, normally, also each week, I'll have a post on Instagram that either asks a question or gets an opinion from from my listeners or anything like that so if you guys want to go over there and follow my instagram it's it's called soccer 10 um it's over there you can um find that there's only a couple posts on there right now but in there is my link to my podcast i'll mention this again later on in the broadcast but for now that's where it is it's called soccer 10 give me a follow next week for sure actually won't be here next week um i'll get to that later but um for sure in the upcoming weeks and months um i will have a question 
or uh, something like that on there for y'all to respond to. So the more people that respond to it, the more people that give me answers and things like that, the more I can uh, expand on the topic and figure out what my listeners are liking to hear. Um, For sure, I'm definitely going to put up a post here soon to figure out kind of what you guys are looking to hear if you want to hear anything new if you really like the way and the layout that i have um on here if you want to hear another voice talking on it with me or if you just want to hear me um for the hour i know it's probably not the greatest but um yeah so um that's a little bit about the show a little bit about me uh i played soccer all my life um and so i'm excited to get to continue to talk about it for um this radio show and for for this class that i'm taking and things like that so yeah but anyways if you were here last semester uh or heard me i think i was uh, 11 to 12 on um tuesdays now i'm three to four on tuesdays a little bit of a scheduling issue um so yeah there's a little bit like that but i hope you guys are excited um to get into soccer <clears throat> Excuse me, and to um, to learn more if you're new to soccer, this is definitely uh, this isn't like a complete. You have to know soccer to listen to. Most of the time, I just talk about overviews of games and things like that. So if you're brand new to soccer, maybe this will give you some inspiration to start watching some games. I'll definitely talk about some games that are coming up that you should definitely keep an eye out on and look out for. Um, And I will be talking about um, just overviews of games and players and things like that. So make sure you guys give it a listen and uh, give me some feedback on, on what you thought of the show, what you think I could do better, what you would like to hear, anything like that would be great. Um, so yeah, uh, without further ado, um, I will also say we changed up a little bit of how it's run in here and starting and stopping and if there's commercials when I need them. So bear with me as we get through these first couple of weeks and, um, we will, we will, um, get through it together and we'll learn and we'll take this, uh, to the rest of the semester and figure everything out together. So yeah, um, so let's get into soccer then. Um, first, we're going to be talking about the matches from this past week. Uh, the first match that I have for us is we're going to start off with, if I didn't say this before, we're going to start off with Premier League, move into MLS, move into players from each, and then move into games and things like that. So first off, from our Premier League, um, we see Chelsea and uh, Chelsea versus Luton. Um, if you weren't here last year, uh, and, or last semester, sorry. One of the things is my teams are Chelsea, so I have a little bias towards talking about them. Um, don't talk about them all the time, but whenever they do pretty good, I like to throw them in there. But my teams are Chelsea, and for the Premier League and for the MLS is Atlanta United. We will be talking about both teams today as they played um, some pretty good games over this past week. Um, so, yeah, we'll be talking about Chelsea now. First game, Chelsea versus Luton. Luton is one of the new teams that just got um, promoted up to the Premier League from the Championship League. And so we see Luton versus Chelsea. Chelsea takes this one 3-0. to zero. Um, Obviously a good game. We had like uh, 67% of the possession versus them. Uh, I watched a majority of... Of this game, I think I only caught it in the afternoon because it was, I think it was a 2.30 game on Friday. So I was at work, couldn't catch the whole thing. But anyways, I caught a majority of the second half. Um, and, I mean, Chelsea was looking good out there. It scares me because they've had 
almost an entire roster swap. Almost everybody on the entire team is brand new. Um, we still got Tiago Silva. We still got um, some other names that are from there, but most of our starting lineup is brand new. Um, and one of the good players that I will be talking about layers later is Raheem Sterling. Um, he's just a force to be reckoned with out on that field. Um, he's come over to Chelsea, and, he do, and he's done great things the past three weeks. Again, season's only starting out, so we're only we're only seeing a glimpse at what, they, what they're doing out there on the field and stuff like that. So, yes, um, we are seeing them do good, and we are seeing them progress. Um, but, yeah, Chelsea wins 3-0, a goal in the 17th minute, taking it to half, only leading 1-0, looking a little bad. Because, again, at the end of last year, Chelsea wasn't looking that hot. We weren't looking like we were going to do anything good to stay in the Premier League for the rest of this season. I, I don't know. We we just kept losing games. We kept, like, we paid so much money for Enzo Hernandez, and, and we didn't do anything with him last year. This year, he stepped up. He's done really well. Um so as we progress and see the team kind of meshing together and getting getting some plays worked out and things like that, we'll definitely be able to see um, hopefully us winning more games and looking better and maybe squeezing ourselves back into the uh, Champions League by the end of the season um, or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Chelsea, 3-0 win. Great start to the season. Great, uh, great things ahead. Looking promising for uh, us, us Chelsea fans and things like that. Um, next game is going to be Liverpool versus uh, Newcastle. Um, this one was actually a pretty crazy ending to the game. We see Newcastle scores in the 25th minute, and then all the way up until the 81st minute, we don't see um, Liverpool scores. In the 81st minute, and then in the 90th plus three minutes. So, uh, for some of you return listeners, you know I'm kind of a sucker for those games that are um, that at the end, at the very end of the game, somebody scores at the very end. Like either they're a tied game, or it's a losing game, and somebody scores at the very last minute of the game to put their team either in the front or to a tie, save them from. Uh, getting zero points in the table save them save them from getting those losses and things like that and so i really enjoy um games that come down to the wire like that um more when it's not the teams that i like more when it's the teams that are uh just in the league and i watch them play but definitely um those teams more than my teams but we see liverpool comes down all the way up until the 81st minute they're down 1-0 and uh Nunez, which we'll be talking about later, scores in the 81st minute and then the 90th plus three minutes um, and things like that. So he scores right at the very end of the game. Um, it's weird. We do see ball possessions more in favor of Newcastle versus Liverpool, but Newcastle wasn't able to produce much of anything with that. They We only saw one goal from them. We just saw that they were able to spread the ball out and keep the possession towards them um, for a majority of the game. They just weren't able to produce with the ball that they had. They just fumbled around and ended up losing in the very end of the game. Um, I wasn't able to watch it, so I don't know exactly how it happened. Um, but looking forward to watching some more games from Liverpool this season. Obviously, if they're able to squeak one out at the very end of the game to win it, then obviously they have some promise 
in them um, for the rest of the season. The next one we got is um, Manchester City or Man City versus Sheffield United. Um, so Sheffield United is another new team. Um, whenever we get down to the table later on in the broadcast, I'll talk about the um, the three three or four new teams that excuse me that um, came up from the Championship League that are new to the Premier League this season. And we'll definitely be following them along um, some more whenever we talk about the table um, to figure out how they're doing, how they're performing while being inside of the Premier League um, and see how they progress throughout the season. But obviously seeing this, they, they Manchester City was winning uh, Erling Holland. That was a name that I used a lot last year. Um, one of the things I actually wasn't able to talk about, and I'll touch on this briefly, one of the things I wasn't able to talk about last year was that Erling Holland did get um, the uh, did get the record for more, most goals scored in the Premier League season. Um, and this record actually is one of the records that's pretty crazy because he has most goals scored and um, in in lesser amount of games played than the previous record holder. Um, and also it was his first season in the Premier League. So very crazy. A guy we're probably going to continue to hear week after week because he's just – he's like one of those younger guys who is – a goat of soccer who is going to be one of the greatest of all times one of one of the people that the kids as soon as we see Messi and Ronaldo and Neymar and the big names right now and things like that I mean they are getting older as soon as we see them progressively move out of um out of soccer we'll see his name and some other names like that as they move up the ladder coming in but yeah that was one of the things I didn't get to say last year because the Premier League season continued on after um, I was done with this radio show, but he did end up breaking the record. So he is now the current record holder of uh, most goals in a season in the Premier League. But anyways, moving on. Manchester wins 2-1. Holland is the one that scored in the 63rd minute. Um, then we see Sheffield tied up in the 85th minute. So right there, real close to the end of the game again. But then we see um, Manchester City comes back and scores in the 88th minute to take the lead and to end up taking the win. Um, it's really crazy whenever you look at the ball possession of this game because we see that Manchester City ran around with the ball for 80% of the game versus uh, Sheffield's 20%. Again, Sheffield is being reintroduced into the Premier League, so they got to get their handles down. they got to get ready. they got to understand um, how how it's played up here again, um, big dog ball, as you could call it, um, up here. But, um, again... Manchester City just proving that they're a dominant force to be reckoned with. They won the triple last year, um, and so I wouldn't doubt that they they would uh, not be in contention contention this year again. Um, very strong team, very good players. Obviously, with this eighty percent um, ball possession for this one game, uh, looking really good. Sheffield. They need to they need to practice some more, get ready, um, and just learn. But again, also seeing eighty percent and them not scoring a second goal until the eighty eighth minute to actually put them out and actually win the game is is a little frightening to some Manchester City fans. Seeing that um, it took a minute to get all the way up there um, with how much they had the possession of the ball is is something to uh, keep your eye out on. 
Uh, the next game that we have for the Premier League is the Wolves or Wolverhampton Wanderers, mostly called the Wolves versus Everton. Um, and this is only a 1-0 victory, but again, we see another 87-minute goal by the Wolves. The Wolves end up winning. Um, they were both in the Premier League last year, so um, they're just getting themselves back. Possession was basically split even, 53-47% to 47% in favor of the Wolves. Um, a lot of chances, a lot of shots. Um, Everton actually had 15 shots to wol- to the Wolves' 11. Um and so they just weren't able to finish. They weren't able to put it in the back of the net, and um, they weren't able to uh, do anything with the balls that they were given. I mean, uh, great defense from the Wolves in this game. I saw it. It was uh, They were able to lock them down. Now, they did have more shots. doesn't mean that it, they were better by any means or anything like that. But just, again, another game that came down to the very end of the game. Somebody scored. Somebody walked away with the victory. I mean, it's as easy as that. It's uh, it's fun to watch those games. It's exciting. I enjoy it personally. Um, especially, I mean, if it's your team, you're just sitting there sweating the entire time, don't know what's going on, praying to God that your team is the one who's going to come out with a goal and end all the craziness of a tie. But anyways, moving along after that, we have Arsenal versus Fulham. Two teams that were in here. Obviously, we see Arsenal, um, who was number one for a good long while last year, um, in the top of the league, uh, in the top by a lot. Um, we see at the end of the at the end of the season, they let it slip, let Manchester City come up, um, get more wins, uh, not lose as many games, and we're able to come up and uh, take the number one spot from them, end up winning the Premier League. Um, so yeah, but we see Arsenal versus Fulham. Fulham was kind of a mediocre team last year. They were mid to low team on the table. Um, but we see this game ended in a tie. I know most people hear a tie and they're like, that's why I hate soccer because games can end in a tie and we don't actually get a winner. But I think it's, I think it's a good system. I mean, you can end in a tie and you still get points. It's just a completely different points system. It's not like, Football, where you win a game, that's on your record. You can't tie a game, things like that. But soccer, you can tie because it's just a point system, and you only get one point for a tie, three points for a win, zero points for a loss, things like that. But anyways, this one ends in a tie, and we see, like, it's kind of scary for Arsenal here because, I mean, they're a top team. Maybe they just had an off game this week, or maybe they had, maybe they just weren't all there um, a 2-2 tie with Fulham obviously isn't um, the best thing that you could do for the week. Um, we do see Fulham actually scores a first goal in the first minute. So obviously if you're sitting down watching this and you're just watching and all of a sudden, bam, there's a goal within the minute of the referee blowing the whistle and the kickoff happening. They score in the first minute and then later, not until we go 69 minutes without another goal until the 70th minute. Arsenal finally scores the equalizer and then in the, with a penalty kick. And then in the 72nd minute, Arsenal scores their second goal to take the lead 2-1. to one, And then Fulham comes back in the 87th minute and puts another one in the back of the net to bury the equalizer, to um, kind of bury their hopes of uh, winning the game. But we see that, um, again, Arsenal being, being a team that is – good like we know they're good from last year like they they had 
They were number one last year all the way up until like the very end, and then all of a sudden they aren't anymore. Like I, I don't I don't know. Um, hoping it's just an off game. Uh, hoping it's nothing nothing too serious is going to be holding them back this season because I do like to see Arsenal excel. Um, I do like seeing other teams excel. I like seeing Chelsea excel a little bit more. Um, but I like the good competition that we have inside the Premier League with the majority of the big teams that are in there. And so I'll I'll enjoy seeing Arsenal um, as long as they do good this season. If they're if they're doing if they're doing bad, then I I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I don't know. Next, that was the last game we had for the Premier League, so now we're going to be moving into the MLS. So first game this week, I told you we were going to talk about them, is Atlanta United versus Nashville. So Atlanta United sneaks away 4-0 victory. So obviously, I will be honest, a lot of the time you don't see a huge scoreline like this in soccer. Like You'll see it every now and then, like especially whenever the other team just really isn't the best competition in the world. But the thing is, we know that Nashville is pretty great competition because the midseason cup for the MLS just ended and Nashville was in the finals. They played against Inter-Miami and they lost. Um, and we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. Hopefully we'll have time for it. Um, and we'll, we'll I'll touch on that uh, a little bit later. But... So we know that Nashville's a good team. I remember talking uh, back last semester about about Nashville and their goalkeeper a lot because he he did make a ton of saves. Um, I think he was leading the saves in the MLS for like three or four weeks straight, just like three or four weeks of clean sheets. And now we're looking at this season and we're seeing right now they lost 4-0 to to Atlanta United. Now, granted, I'm going to sit here and say – well, Atlanta United is just that good, but let's face the facts. They aren't the greatest team in there, but they are pretty high up on the ladder. I do enjoy watching them. They are a good team. They scored it um, for the game. We had Silva score in the 26th minute, Almada score in the 46th minute, Robinson score in the 57th minute, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name, score in the 87th minute. So... Um, we see we just scored throughout the game. It wasn't like everything came at once. It wasn't like um, anything happened specific for Atlanta United to end up scoring for. It just happened. I mean, when if you're a Nashville fan, you're going to look at this game and you're going to look at the stats. And if you look at the ball possession, it's going to make you sad because ball possession was only 51% in favor of Atlanta versus 49% for Nashville. Obviously, pretty... Pretty minuscule difference there, but on the scoreline, it's a huge difference. I think Nashville just couldn't get anything stringed uh, uh, to be strung along to do anything like that. I mean, uh, Atlanta had seven more shots total than Nashville, 20 to 13, um, and we see that there's just big chances that were missed um, by Nashville and things like that, and there's obviously more saves from the goalies. Um, from the goalie on Atlanta United. So overall, it was it was a good game to watch. It was fun, obviously, for me because I'm seeing my team win four to zero, especially against a team like I, I can't stress this enough. We know that Nashville isn't that bad of a team. Like they they played a hard fought game um, not too long ago in this in the final for the midseason cup. I mean, they're one of the top two 
best teams up there. Them and Inter Miami, obviously playing for that midseason cup, obviously doing well in their season leading up to that and through the tournament. So we know that they're not a bad team. Maybe they just had an off week, weren't able to perform, just weren't able to put things in the back of the net. And so, yeah. Moving on, our next game will be FC Dallas versus Austin FC. Um, I like to title this the Battle of Texas. You know, two teams for Texas um, fighting it out. We see Dallas actually comes away from this game with a 1-0 victory. And when looking at the score, again, just one of my favorite things to see. Dallas scores in the 90th plus 7 minute. For some of you that don't understand um, why I'm saying plus 7, I'll give you a quick rundown. From all And the rule actually has changed this year. Uh, it's, a, it's a new rule now that uh, it's going to be kind of like the um, World Cup was. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. Kind of like how the World Cup was. Um, if you watched the World Cup, you saw like stoppage time of like the lowest you ever saw was like eight minutes. And you're like, why is stoppage so high? All the other soccer games you ever watched, it's like from one to four minutes. And so stoppage time, especially now, it counts every second that that play has to be stopped. So every every card, every penalty, every foul, every injury, every, every uh, sub, everything like that. Now, instead of letting the referee just kind of guesstimate how much time – um, was taken out for all that stuff and giving us uh, that time back at the end of the game. Now they're counting every single second. So that's why we're going to see a lot more games with a lot more stoppage time in it and a lot more um, extra time to be played. For them, some of you that don't know, I hope that helped you understand. It's just all the time that's used without playing is going to is added until to the end of the game so that we can get the full complete 90 minutes out of it and so obviously just like the world cup we're going to be seeing longer and longer games with a lot more stoppage time in them no hate here i enjoy that but yeah so whenever you hear me say 90th plus seven like this game here that just means seven minutes past the 90th like the 97th minute we see somebody score um so yeah in the 97th minute Dallas comes in, they score, and they like to take the Battle of Texas. That's just kind of what I worded it now. I don't think it's actually called that, but you can call it that if you want to. Um, just let people know I came up with it. Um, anyways, we see Dallas walk away with this win. Um, and then moving on, we're finally going to be talking about them. Inter Miami versus New York Red Bulls. Obviously, we see this game come um, down to a 2-0 victory for Inter Miami. Um, one of the craziest things, and I know it happened to me, and I'm sure it happened to any of you people out there that follow any sports media like ESPN or Sports Center or stuff like that on uh, social media. If you follow any of those, or if you just get updates and things from all sports, you'll see this. Um, it was a pass the other night. So Messi comes into the game in the 88th night, in, in like the 88th minute, very end of the game. Um, he got subbed in. I think they were just resting him um, or knew that they could beat New York without him. But anyways, they were resting him, and then they brought him in in the 88th minute, and he just gets the ball and scores. Like we see their first goal coming in the 37th minute and their second goal coming in the 89th minute. So obviously – Right there at the end of the game, but they were in no trouble at the end of the game. They ended up winning 2-0. But we see Messi, who is in in front up there. He gets a pass to him, and he just hits it with the outside of his foot, and it like just 
curves around all the defenders. It's one of the like the most like the pass it just leaves you speechless. I don't even know how to describe it and how good it looked, but it just curved around all of them to one of his teammates, who then just hit it back to him. And Messi was right there on side, only one there, no defenders around him. Goalie stepped out to the other um, to the other player with the ball. Messi, all Messi had to do was just stick his foot out, and the ball went into the net. But it was it was like one of the that pass was just like a heaven sent. Like you don't see it often, and when you do, your jaw just drops, and you just go, "Wow, that was crazy." So I'm sure a majority of you have potentially seen that pass um, this past week. Uh, I know I did on social media a couple times. I didn't even realize there was a game on that night. Um, so I didn't even I didn't get a chance to watch it, but obviously it was very good, and we see Inter Miami come away. Um, obviously something huge, and we will definitely touch on it later. Um, Messi's in America now playing. I will be talking about Messi a little bit later, so we'll touch more on him whenever we get the opportunity to. Uh, next, we'll be talking about um, Vancouver Whitecaps versus the Portland Timbers. So we see Vancouver walk away from this one with a 3-2 victory. Um, I like to talk about this game because I watched a little bit of it. It was a, it was a very tight game, obviously, as the scoreline shows a 3-2 victory for Vancouver. But, excuse me, but Portland... <laughs> They struggled a little bit in the beginning. They didn't score until after the second half where we already saw Vancouver score in the 13th minute. Portland didn't really they, – they weren't able to get things going until later on, middle of the game. Um, we see them score in the 53rd minute, um, but they're already still trailing because we see Vancouver who has scored in the 36th minute. And so – Vancouver going into half, winning two to zero, coming right back from half. Portland scores, giving themselves a chance, giving themselves some a little bit of hope. But right after that, Vancouver scores their third goal and kind of puts it just so far out of reach. Portland comes back and scores in the 85th minute, but they're still down by one. So the game is still coming to a close, still coming to an end. No chance they're going to be able to score again. Um, Looking at possession, it's it's pretty even. Sixty four percent in favor of Portland to thirty six percent Vancouver. I mean, Portland had more shots. Portland had more possession. Same amount of big chances and same amount of um, uh, accurate passes. They did commit more fouls, but they did have more corners. And so it's just really hard for a Portland fan to see that and be like, why? Why is it? Why is it this way? I mean, it's it's just you weren't. They had a really good goalie. He he saved a lot of those those shots and things like that. But um, you just you had possession of the ball, but they just weren't able to produce anything with it again. They 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 were able to produce two, but they had already given up three, and so it's it's just hard to fight back from that deficit, especially like that, especially when the game continues to get later and later on, it's hard to fight back from that deficit. Um, obviously, we see them try to do it, but they weren't successful. They weren't able to get it all the way through and end up changing the outcome of the game. But that's just how the dice rolls. 
Maybe next time they'll get them. Obviously, two teams that are doing pretty well in their season. I think they're around middle of the table. We'll continue and talk about that a little bit later as we move on. Um, But, yeah. All right. Last game that I have from this past week, we're going to be talking about Montreal versus the New England Revolution. Um, Another game that uh, just ended in a 1-0 victory for Montreal, and somebody scored in the 86th minute. So, obviously... Good game from them when we're looking at possession split directly down the middle. 49% for Montreal to 51% New England. Um, The only problem is New England didn't have but two shots. So obviously they weren't going to be able to score versus the 12 shots that Montreal had. So Montreal was able to move the ball a lot more, able to create their own chances with what they had. They were able to get over to... um, get over um, to the attacking third and able to put the ball in the back of the net and get more shots off that have the potential to go in versus um, New England Revolution's chances were very slim. They had two shots, and one of them was from, like, just inside the 50, the half, goodness gracious, I'm not going to be able to say it, just inside um, half line. Like, they, they had a shot from there, which... Obviously, doesn't really have the chance to ever go in um, if the goalie is good enough on the other team. Whenever we're looking at expected goals, we just see that New England Revolution have a .06 expected goals in this game. So, obviously, not looking good for them. Hopefully, they can bounce back next week. Hopefully, they can show us um, who they really are. Um, hopefully, we don't we don't lose this team to the oblivion of soccer and they just don't perform anymore for the rest of the game rest of their time um and again montreal with all the shots that they had obviously new england revolutions defense and keeper had to be doing something they had 12 shots and they only let one in and that one didn't come until like the very end of the game anyways and so again montreal needs to step it up new england just needs to step it up as well um they they were just getting beat out there um, not able to produce anything with their balls. I mean, again, two shots, and that's it. Um, so, yeah, but that, that, that'll that do it for us on the teams from last week. Now we're going to be transitioning over into talking about players of the week um, and things like that. I think I only got four this week from the um, Premier League and four from the uh mls league and so we'll be we'll be talking about that stuff and getting those guys um give them the recognition and respect that they deserve for their performances especially this week and um to definitely keep your eyes out on them and definitely watch how they perform the rest of the weeks moving throughout the um moving throughout the season and showing them how they'll perform as we continue down the road So, first off, we got Raheem Sterling. I told you earlier that we were definitely going to be talking about him. Um, He's a new new player to Chelsea this season, obviously performing really well. Um, We see that this week was his first goals on Chelsea, though. I mean, granted, it is only the the third week that they have been playing, but they're going – they finally get um, a goal. Or he finally gets two goals. So here we see that um, he gets two goals in this game. 
Overall, a 9.0 match rating out of 10, which is really good. Had chances created for him um, and things like that. Able to able to move the ball around. Um, he is a good player. I did see sometimes, and I did text my brother, and I said I wanted him off the field because two times on Saturday or on Friday, he lost the ball directly in front of our like like at our half and. They took it down, drove down, and shot the ball. Granted, they didn't score, but I did text my brother, and I was like, I want him off. I mean, he's what he's doing is just killing me, and I didn't, I wasn't in there tuned in enough to see him score his first goal, so I didn't really know that he was the one that scored it. But, again, showing out, doing pretty good. One that's definitely going to uh, be kind of carrying the team for Chelsea in there with Enzo going to be kind of moving the offense in the right direction um he comes away two goals 9.0 match rating um so yeah middle-aged guy going to be around for a little bit longer great player keep your eye out on him if you go for a different team in the premier league uh be scared because we're coming and we're coming in hot with him uh next person is darwin nunez um some of these players i will say that we did not get a chance to touch on many of these people last year um, as we as we moved on throughout the seasons last year. We didn't get a chance to uh, to talk about much of these, some of these players that I'll be mentioning. I think the next three I never mentioned last season. So obviously, great to see these people, um, excuse me, great to see these people progress as they come in and play the game. Definitely great to see them um come in and uh, show their team that they deserve to have a starting position, especially like Darwin Nunez here. He plays for um, Liverpool, and he actually is the one who scored the only two goals for Liverpool, um, and he only played 13 minutes of the game. Granted, he did get a yellow card. He won man of the match and with an 8.5 rating. Uh, All these ratings are out of 10, but obviously... Coming into the game for only 13 minutes and scoring the only two goals that your team has to win the game is obviously a big deal. Um, Now, you could call him a super sub. You could call him whatever you want to. I know during the summer he played a lot more more minutes, I guess. They didn't take as many big players during the summer because they did come over here to America and play. um, I know they played in Mercedes-Benz and they played some other... other, stadiums here in america they don't bring all the big name players and the and the best players or anything like that but he was one of those guys that was able to perform during the summer and then seeing him come in 13 minutes into a real live premier league game this early in the season and put two goals in the back of the net that ended up winning the game for his team obviously big stuff keep your eye out on him he might be around for a little while back and forth on and off the field. Maybe we'll see him get his uh, starting position that he deserves. Now, moving on to Matty Cash. He plays for Aston Villa, another new team to the the Premier League. Um, And we see that he scores two of their three goals on Saturday. Um, He played... Uh, or sorry, on Sunday, he played all 
uh, 90 minutes, walking away with a 9.2 match rating, obviously doing some big things, putting two goals again in the back of the net, um, and walking away with man of the match. Another newer player that we haven't talked about. He's 26 years old. Um, so not that old, but not that young either. Um, but one that hopefully we'll continue to see do really well and um, hopefully we'll be able to watch more of him as the season progresses. Um, and the last one we got for the Premier League is Jose Saw. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um he is the goalkeeper for the uh, for the Wolves. So, um, looking at his match from uh, Saturday, um, we see that he got a 9.0 match rating. Played all 90 minutes, obviously, and we see him with seven saves. Now, that's a lot of saves, if you ask me. That's seven of um, however many goals that they shot. Um, Everton shot. He saved seven of them. Uh, Everton shot a total of 15, so he saved completely half of the goals that they shot at the on net. He saved them from going in. So obviously, big things coming out of the Wolves goalkeeper. Um, walking away with man of the match with a 9.0 rating. Um, he saved the game for him, kept a clean sheet for himself. No goals were scored, nothing like that. Um, so yeah, walking away from this game, happy. Proud that he did a great job out there on the field, and looking forward to seeing how the how he progresses throughout the season, especially with they they weren't the best team last year. So seeing if if he stays the same, um, just continuing to be as good as he is, or if if something happens and he becomes complacent and he's not able to perform to the best of his ability like he was in this game. Um, finally, moving over to the MLS um, players. First one, obviously, I told you earlier we would be talking about him. It's Lionel Messi. Um, for some of you that don't know, some of you do know, uh, this summer he ended up moving over to the MLS. He ended up getting onto Inter Miami, and all he's done since he's been here is absolutely show us how how it's done. Um, I mean, his first game in the league, he scores two goals and gets an assist. Next game, two goals, two goals, one goal, one goal, one goal, one goal. Um, I mean, he's played how many games over here, and he's already got like 12 goals. Um, I mean, a majority of you know Messi. I mean, he is the most winningest soccer player there is he's won everything there is to win obviously except for the mls cup but everything at a high level he's won everything there is to win he just won the world cup for the very first time he's won every trophy that there is to win so he came over and decided i'm I'm guessing he's deciding to retire here in the mls um but he came over i do know that he talked about the mls and said that there's definitely competition over here just as much as there is anywhere else there's teams that want it there's people that want it and there's there's players who are competing at that high level of intensity that want it that bad over here just as much as there are over there in in france in europe in in uh england all those teams over there there's competition over here just as much as there is over there and so obviously that's good to hear from our standpoint that he thinks um 
our league is just as competitive as a Premier League or any other league that he's been in or been a part of. So obviously something good for us to hear, um, promising as we continue down this future. But yeah, Lionel Messi coming over to the MLS, obviously something huge. Got some great deals to get him over here. Another thing was that um, I'm pretty sure his jersey's like sold out immediately and they had to get new stock and all this stuff. But anyways... Uh, Lynn all Messi's here. Um, obviously, I'm not an Inter Miami fan, but I'll cheer him on because I love Messi. I think he's the best player of all time. Um, we can debate that another time, but that's just me. He's here in America. Gets me excited. Maybe one day I'll be able to catch a game while he's here. Next, we got Tiago Almada, obviously from Atlanta United. Um, we talked about him a little bit earlier in their game that they won 4-0. He had one of the goals and two of the assists for that game. So, obviously, um, securing and helping with three of our four goals, obviously, is a huge thing. Uh, He walked away with a 9.6 match rating man of the match from this match. Obviously huge. Obviously somebody that deserves to be talked about. I do know that we talked about him a good portion of our time last semester. So obviously fun and exciting to see how he's progressed and see how he's um, continued to live up to that expectation that we saw at the beginning of the season to now. Continuing through all of his games and doing whatever he needs to do to play at his best. Um, walking away this week with a one goal and two assists in out of four goals total is obviously huge, something that um, deserves to be talked about. Um, third, our person is Ryan Gauld. He plays for Vancouver Whitecaps. He's their left wing. Um, in their game that they scored three goals in, He walks away with a 9.3 match rating. Only played 89 minutes. Got subbed out at the very end of the game. A little technique that the coaches like to use to stall. Um, But he walks away with two goals from this game and one assist. So he participated 100% in all of the goals that they scored. And he was able to um, further his team in that. Um, So obviously pretty good. Another another guy that we haven't talked about yet this year um, that we haven't seen. Uh, again, exciting to see new faces come out. Um, he has been playing all season, just hasn't performed as well as this week. Um, so definitely keep your eye on him. See if he continues to perform to this level or if, um, or if he is just, I mean, he's still a great player. It's just depending on week by week, if something happens or if he, or if he can, I mean, this is like the standard and whenever you see it happen, you want to hold them to that standard. So that's kind of what I'm doing with him with him now. Um, and then finally, our last player from this past week is George Campbell, who plays center back for Montreal. Um, and we see that he walks away with an 8.3 match rating, one goal for this game, and that's a goal that ends up winning the game for them. So obviously just touching on him for doing what he needed to do to get his team to win. Again, we saw that that goal came in late in the game, um, but he's the guy that did it for him. He's the one that inevitably on the sheet is the one that um, won the game for him. So touching on him, keep your eye on him. Center back, obviously you don't see him score very often, but when they do, it's obviously something to celebrate um, and things like that. So moving on. 
finally, we're getting to the matches that I think you guys should look out for this week. So, um, some of the matches is tomorrow around 2 p.m. or tomorrow at 2 p.m. We see um, Champions League qualification final. So we'll see three games at 2 p.m. You can choose if you want to watch one, but that is for the Champions League qualification. So teams that are going to be um, wanting to go into the Champions League or get the opportunity to go into the Champions League, we are going to see games tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Also tomorrow, which is very different, at 6.30 and 7.30 and 9.30, we see that the MLS is playing. So tomorrow night, the MLS is playing games um, and things like that. So we'll see the MLS play all tomorrow night, starting at 6.30, and the last game start at 9.30. And then also tomorrow afternoon, 1.45 and 2, is when the EFL Cup is going to be starting up again in England. Um, We did talk about this a little bit last year, or last semester. I keep saying last year, but last time we were on here, we kept talking about um, the EFL and Europa League and things like that, all the different cups that are over there in England. We talked about those, and so... Um, that is starting back up again, so we'll be able to um, see that. Um, finally, on Thursday, we also see um, see your Europa League qualifications happening in the morning to mid late afternoon into middle afternoon. So we'll see that. That's on Thursday. Finally, Friday, there's a game uh, of Premier League, and then moving into Saturday, we have games in the morning. First one starting at six thirty. Last one starting at 11.30. That's when Premier League is mainly played. And we are also going to see um, Saturday night more MLS games. So we do have kind of uh, two times of MLS games, and every team is playing both Wednesday and Saturday. So we'll see all that. And then we have a couple more games on Sunday. Excuse me, that are the um, Premier League games again. So those are all the games to look out for a lot this week. Pretty crazy of a schedule. Um, A couple other games to look out for. There's a little bit of a transition before we talk about um, the table in each leagues. This is JSU. Um, They just walked away this week with, sadly, two losses. One at Sanford, 6-0, and one at UAB, 3-0. Two losses, but looking back at the first two games we won five to zero and 13 to zero obviously just a crazy scoreline in that second game that we won 13 to zero but looking ahead this friday they have a game um against alcorn state at 7 p.m here at jsu and then on sunday at 12 p.m we have a game at chattanooga so definitely come out and support definitely um try to i'll be touching um on their games throughout their season talking about um wins and losses um maybe some stats and things like that Um, my hope is to as we further go down to potentially get a player or the coach to come on and just kind of interview them or just talk soccer with them and and talk about their season and things like that so yeah i will definitely be um continuing to uh promote that and continuing to talk about the big things that are happening there um so yeah 
Now, moving on into our final little segment is Premier League news or MLS news um, or just talking about the table. So first, obviously, we're just going to be talking about the table with the Premier League right now um, and the table of the MLS League right now. But moving on into this, uh, we see that Manchester City, I'll name the top three, Manchester City, West Ham, and Tottenham all in the top three right now for... um, for the top of the table, Manchester City with nine points. And really the next four teams after them, West Ham, Tottenham, Liverpool, and Arsenal, all have seven points. Um, and then looking down at the very bottom, we have four teams with zero. That's Sheffield United, Burnley, Luton, and Everton. Um, so obviously not doing the greatest down there. Um, three of those teams are the teams that just came in. Um, to the to the to the Premier League, um, or really two of them came into the Premier League. Um, we see the no, sorry, all all three of them did. Um, the four teams that did end up coming is Luton Town, Burnley, Sheffield United, and Aston Villa. And we see that Aston Villa is actually doing pretty good at number seven in the table right now with six points, so just one behind. Technically the second place. Um, So obviously, very early on in the season, there's only been three games. um, So there's going to be a ton of movement throughout the table as we talk about it each week. Um, So if you pull for any of these teams, don't get scared right now. The only time you should be scared is as we're coming to a close and you start to see those margins moving exponentially farther and farther away for you to catch up and... um, uh, overtake them or do better than them or anything like that so there's that and then moving into the um supporter shield we'll be looking at the supporter shield that's all um 32 teams or sorry 32 all 29 teams in the um mls that are in there so we'll be able to see see all of them together and uh figure out who's really at the top who's really at the bottom so looking at it in first we got fc cincinnati with 54 points second is st louis city with 44 points and then third is Philadelphia Union with 43. New England Revolution also has 43. And Orlando City also has 43. So three, four, and five are tied right now um, at 43 points. And we see second place is only one point higher. But Cincinnati is 10 points higher than second place. So definitely going to be an interesting season to see how they finish out and see how um, they continue, see if they can keep up this uh this streak of um, keeping their points way higher um, definitely going to be very interesting as we move along. Now, at the bottom, we see uh, Colorado Rapids at the very bottom with only 19 points. We see Toronto with 19 points as well. And we see Inter Miami with 21 points. So, obviously, heartbreaking to see that Messi's on that team that's all the way at the bottom. Um, but if you're a fan or if you just have any logic at all and you see what they've done, they've won the midseason cup. And so are they going to be able to pull out the rest of their season with wins? Are they going to be able to um, perform up to the best of their abilities and continue down that road of winning and move way up in the table? Um, who knows? We'll see in due time. Um, so, yeah, I think that is everything that 
we're going to be talking about today on It's Called Soccer. I hope to see you guys every week on Tuesday from 3 to 4. I will have to regretfully inform you that I will not be here next week. I'll be out of town, so I won't be broadcasting next week, but you guys can definitely catch me at the exact same time every Tuesday. Um, If something comes up or anything like that, I'll inform you on my Instagram and things like that. So definitely go over there and follow that. Um, It's called Soccer 10. Uh, There's also a link to that's where I'll be posting uh, questions or things like that for feedback or anything like that. And that's also has a link to my podcast where I take all of this. If you're just now joining or you only were able to listen to a little bit of it, I take everything that I talked about, turn it into a podcast, and then you can listen to it. So, but yeah, I will not be here next week, but um, in two weeks, we'll be back three o'clock ready to go. So um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I hope you guys get to watch soccer and get to um, continue to do all that. And maybe this has inspired you to start watching again or pick a team. I say you just pick a team and start watching them, and that's how you'll get into it. But, yeah, so I hope you guys have a good rest of your week, and I will see you again in two weeks.